Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 148. This is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Steven. It's spelled with a PH and an A. So you'd think it was Stefan, but it's actually Steven, named after my godfather. Shout out to Steve. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Shout out to the other Steve, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, who spelled the PH and an E, but we say Steve. Yep. Uh, to avoid confusion. And I think it's working for us so far. Your man, so your godfather got to be godfather and like the reason for your name? Yeah. Well the reason for my name was in the maternity ward that night I was born, they were like they wanted to call me Nicholas, but there were like eight other Nicholases and they were like, Oh well no it's like when you can't order the same food at a restaurant that someone else ordered. Yeah, so, I hear that. so they, they went with Steve after my godfather. I but must, they spelt it weird. I must say I, I think I've mentioned this before. When I had to write down the name of my daughter like when she was born, it was the, one of the most stressful moments of my life. I had second, I like tripled guess how to spell everything. I was like, wait, Crane, what's my last name? C or is it K? I can't remember. But wait, if you misspell your own last name, like they got to fix that for like, you can just scratch it out and put a new one above it. Right. I was like, it has to be your last name. I would think so. Um, hmm. but I don't really, I don't, I, I don't know. It was very, it was, it seemed like such a super important moment and such a really stupid way to do it. Cause it's literally like a post-it note that they give you. <laughs> They're just like, here, just write it down on this piece of paper. A post-it note? Pretty much. It's just this, it's huh. literally just a tiny little piece of paper. It's not like a contract. It's not like a quote unquote contract. It wasn't a full size piece of paper. It was wasn't just, like a license, like a marriage license or something. It was smaller than that. Interesting. It was probably well, it was it probably wasn't too much bigger than a post-it note that I had to write her name out and be like, "This is what her birth certificate will say." I was like, "Oh God!" Sharpie or pencil? Uh, I think pen. Mm. Yeah. So, so the risky middle ground. I mean, really, like if if I messed it up, we would just change the birth certificate. But mm-hmm. I don't want to go through all that. It's and as a great man once said, Steve, "What's <laughs> in a name?" Who said that? I think that's a Shakespeare quote. Oh, is it? Anyway, for those of you who don't know, CanadianGameDevs.com is supported by our amazing, beautiful, gorgeous patrons over at Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs, where backing us gets you two-day special early access to this podcast via an RSS feed we deliver to you, uh, as well as early, oh, I already said that, as well as a special channel on our Discord, shoutouts at the end of every episode, occasional game key giveaways, and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene. And isn't that knowledge what's really worth it at the end of the day? I think so. I think so too. Uh, let's start with a couple events. Uh, you got one. We just recently got a, a scoop and a special Patreon only discount code for That's right. uh, VRTO. So v- so it looks like VRTO is actually going on like pretty much all month, like all of June and a little bit into July. Um, Wait, do you mean July into August? Because like we're at the end of June. No, I know that's what I mean. It's it the I guess it was we might have missed it. Like it was going. It says from June sixth to July sixth. Huh. Okay. So, they must so you have, can get into some uh, last minute talks. Yeah, exactly. So if you go to what's the website here? I mean, if you Google, it's conference.virtualreality.to. But if you just Google VRTO, um, mm-hmm. it's just a it's a conference that's kind of uh, centered around virtual reality and some of the people that have talked. Now I don't know again if these have happened, but there's someone there from Stanford University, mm-hmm. uh, Contentful images and sound someone from the marvel's avengers team which is interesting because I, hey, hey. I don't think that's a vr game but they did that uh spider-man vr experience was that them or someone else uh maybe i don't know well actually it just says digital domain which is not it just says marvel avengers so i'm not sure ford motors voices of vr fourth wall 
another hmm. school. So there's quite a few people, some game dev related, some education related. That's the other thing. Like v- this VRTO is not just like a video game virtual reality mm-hmm. thing. It's like a virtual reality across multiple disciplines and, and stuff like that. So, but if you're interested in VR as a game developer, definitely lots to learn there. I would think so. So there is a it is a paid conference, even though it's all virtual. So there's three different tiers. But if you are a patron, I just posted a demo or a, a coupon code in the 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 Discord only channel that Steven already mentioned. So you can get it there. So VRTO, just Google that. It'll take you to the right place. Excellent. Um, and then two uh, fall events that we are plugging. Game Dev Atlantic is a, a single-day online uh, conference held usually here on the East Coast, but now that it's online, I guess you can tune in from anywhere. It's from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Atlantic, which is one hour ahead of uh, Eastern, four hours ahead of Pacific. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great talks. Uh, I went last year, had a great time. I will be attending virtually this year, and I hope you do too. That's September 18th. And uh, you can find out all that information. You just search Game Dev Atlantic. They got a site and a Facebook group. Uh, and then the day after, Game Devs of Color Expo is happening on September 19th. Um, that's a Saturday, I believe. And they are still looking for people to submit like talks and stuff. So if you are a Game Dev of Color or want to learn from some Game Devs of Color, definitely check out Game Devs of Color Expo, September 19th. Um, yeah. If you got any other events you want us to plug, uh, we have uh, region-specific channels in our Discord, as well as people who can you know tag us on Twitter. Just email us about your event, and we'll talk about it. I know we I know we chirped GDC because it was it was going to be uh, they were trying to sell tickets again for August. Yeah, but it looks like now they're back to being all digital. Yeah, Gamescom went all digital this year too. Yeah, I mean, I think I saw Tokyo Game Show is going to be all digital. I mean, everything's going to be all digital this year. Like, mm-hmm. Just accept that. Yeah, don't don't go. I w- I'm I wonder like people because um, the video game awards is probably one of the last things that happens in the year, right? At least yeah, usually second or third week of December. Yeah, so I wonder if that will be all digital. I mean, the stadium's already half empty anyway, so yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. why not just do it digitally? Exactly, exactly. So there's there's not there's no point to the, like the in person thing other than I guess you couldn't do the orchestra and I actually really do like like the one year they did like they uh, mixed the main themes from all the games nominated for game of the year together in like this big symphony which oh yeah is like probably the, the coolest part of the show for me they had the they had some band play like the doom song as well yeah they had the doom guy coming and then last year they had Green Day for the uh, Beat Saver Green Day pack and it was awful i'm so sorry i don't remember that <laughs> exactly don't. that's why you don't remember there's a green day beat saber pack yeah there's green day imagine dragons oh monster God. cat rocket league they're, pack. S- they're so weird with their dlc they are i mean like, yeah, like I, I know I, on pc the, the, could... the imagine dragon songs don't even work very well because beat saber is a lot of beat heavy music like it's like not dubstep but it's like you know a lot of electronic music yeah and green day and imagine dragons are like pop guitar music yeah monster cat x rock league panic of the disco yeah the rocket league songs work that's the best pack if you're if you're gonna get one of them get that one i don't think i because i feel like i only played the monster cat volume one mm. before i stopped playing the game so and even then those are more electronic music like those work very well but imagine dragons and green day don't really work in my opinion yeah. but then of course the the mods on pc have done a whole bunch where like it's like Someone did the entire script of Shrek you can play in Beat Saber or like <laughs> really? uh, 
the best one I've ever seen is Mr. Blue Sky, and like the sky box is like a big bright blue sky. Like that just sa- sounds fun and like oh, recreation, God. like just a good time to unwind. <laughs> That's a finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Beat uh, is one of the best VR games, by the way. You should. Uh, it is the best VR. Is the the best VR game currently available? Mm, mm, um, it's it's the the Wii Sports for for VR. The one I always wanted to play was the Blood and Truth or whatever. I always wanted to try. Yeah, that. like the London Heist developers. Yeah. just kind of made that into a whole game. Yeah, I always wanted to play that one, but I never got a chance to. And now I don't have the VR. So, and you don't even know if they'll do a a PSVR two on PS five remains to be seen i know all all we know is that psvr will work on ps5 that's literally all we know although i think there is a psvr ps5 game announced interesting i feel like let me uh yeah you, you keep going let me let me look at this okay well steve <laughs> investigates uh we have uh, several jobs up on the site if you want to go to canadiangamedevs.com slash jobs uh, we also have people sharing jobs in our Discord, which you should join, and a lot of discussion uh, this week around jobs. Um, I was interested uh, in this one Blizzard uh, recruiter's tweet that was getting um, there was a, there was a discussion around it. Uh, it also it also blew up on on Twitter, so I, I don't people have probably seen it by this point. Uh, but let me, let me just pull it up. It was this HR recruiter who was talking about like the one question they ask oh, at every interview if they, if they code at home or whatever yeah so oh this is God. from uh, a, bob oh. fitch uh uh who's been interviewing for blizzard like doing interviews for them for over 30 years uh he says i've asked this in every interview at blizzard for the last 30 years what do you program at home many answered they don't have time wrong program at home every day if you don't have that passion program isn't really for you write small games do game jams Hashtag game jobs. And this is a pretty toxic mindset, I think. And the, oh. the, the quoted retweet uh, here was, um, this question is designed to test, to weed out potential employees that would refuse to engage in crunch by uh, Puggle Deluxe on Twitter. Yeah. And I would tend to agree with that. And and the, the easy joke everyone started making and I made immediately was like, oh, you don't make cheeseburgers at home too? Mm, I don't think you'd be a good fit here at Burger King. Uh, if, if you're not making burgers at home for your family, for your pets, like it's like it's just you're not going to do – you don't have the passion here. Yeah. No, I, I fully agree. To play a little bit of devil's advocate, I can understand what he's trying to get at. He, he mm-hmm. wants to get like passionate people who want to like kind of learn and get better and develop and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just because you don't like program – or whatever, like just because you don't like do some learning at home and don't have time, like doesn't mean like doesn't mean you wouldn't do well during your nine to five role. Like you can learn during your nine to five role as well. And I've, I've countless times, like every job I've had, I'll I'll take an hour, two or three hours a week and just like kind of, you know, fuck off somewhere and just kind of like try to learn a little bit because home time is your home time. Like if you want to learn, mm. that's cool. But if you don't want to or don't have the time because of kids or family or parent like you're taking care of parents like that's it's such a ridiculous statement when i read that i was like oh my god you guys are what a what a talk what a shitty like what a shitty view <laughs> it's just the, i think the the best takedown of it i saw was from dana freed at left oblique on twitter um and they said this question is designed as a test to weed out potential employees who have children to take care of who are responsible for housework who care for elders in their family who have hobbies outside of work etc it's a clever way to only hire young white asocial men from upper middle class backgrounds that already makes up a huge portion of developers yeah exactly i mean it it like some people can't like some people when they're done work 
go home and don't have the luxury of like relaxing or doing what they want. They have to like work a second job because they come from, they just have like, don't have the a proper structure to like only work one job or they have like family and old, old uh, parents or grandparents to like take care of, or they have like kids and they're the only source of income or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's various different ways. Um, it, it's so ridiculous. Like I, I hope, I mean, we've had a lot of like things from Bioware that kind of suggests they're sort of like, you know, quote unquote Bioware magic and all this shit. Mm. And if that's like their HR, like 30 years doing hiring for, for Bioware, like, oh man, that's such a toxic, shitty attitude to have towards hiring for any like field whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why the comparison is being made. And then someone tweeted with like, Oh, you're not a doctor outside of home. You should be practicing surgery on your kids, uh, your relatives. (laughs) Um, You should, should be you just don't really have a passion for surgery if you're not doing it all the time at the very least playing trauma center on wii and just getting better <laughs> yeah playing a surgeon simulator in vr yeah. you you freaking fake doctor not you don't have the drive it takes to do well here oh man yeah i, I was so disappointed to read because it's just mm-hmm. like like what do you like you've been the, the what makes it way like what makes it really really terrible in my opinion too mm-hmm. is that that dude i think it was a dude that, that person's been it is hiring right. has been there for 30 years you know that's not just someone who's like been there for like two years or something like that like they've how many people have they turned down in the last three decades mm, because someone was like you know i have you know i come from a back my my father's sick i got to go home and take care of my father and they're just like eh. <laughs> like fuck it's so it was brutal yeah all that to say uh, I'm I'm pretty comfortable saying that I think a lot of the jobs offered on CanadianDevs.com slash jobs will not be that toxic and seem to be a lot a lot more open to two people of different backgrounds. Yeah, the best thing that tweet did is go viral because it shows because like it shows just how ridiculous um that's that kind of thing is mm-hmm. and. You know, I would think Bioware would have trouble hiring anyways because they're in Edmonton and like. Oh, you mean Blizzard? Sorry, Blizzard. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry, it was Blizzard. Okay. Or it was Bioware. I thought it was Bioware. It, it was Blizzard. Yeah. Um, oh, my Santa bad. Monica, I think, is where they're at. Then never mind. They don't have an issue. They can just do. They can weed out people all they want. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you find out if there's a, a PS5 VR game confirmed? No, because you know what? It was. I was listening to Colin's podcast, and he he had a he like wrote. Or, what am I trying to say here? He read some story about a developer basically like saying that, you know, we're a VR game and we're releasing on PlayStation, but it's not going to be on PlayStation four. And it was just like, mm. that means PlayStation. Okay. 5. But I can't find the game. So I don't know. So just ignore it. I said anything. Okay. Um, let's move on to the news, Steve. I got, I got six stories to plug for you this week. Uh, first up J- JRPG inspired emergent fates is yeah. coming out. Yeah. To iOS, July 7th. Toronto-based developer Megafemeral, like ephemeral, but Megafemeral, I like that, announced that their upcoming JRPG-inspired game is available for pre-order now on iOS and will be releasing free to start on July 7th. Uh, And then after that, it's $5.99 US to unlock uh, the full game. Uh, I'll I'll read the little little boiler here. Emergent Fates is a Japanese-inspired RPG about finding identity and purpose in a world where your fate has already been decided. Personable characters and a rich world history, as well as fully realized storyline, are combined with beautiful watercolored 2D graphics for an artistic and narrative experience. 
this looks very nice it does i will say look, looking at these screenshots we uh we got codes as well so I'm, hey, I'm, hey I'm, stay tuned for impressions next week yes yeah, so next week we'll get our impressions i'm excited to dive into this so yeah it's out july 6th i think 7th 7th that's uh tuesday next next tuesday and they say no ads no microtransactions once you make the full purchase so i am very excited for this i love jrpgs i mm-hmm. love the art style of this i'm i'm guessing it's almost like this game looks too good to just be on ios so i i assume it will like kind of come to steam and stuff later on mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm i'm stoked for this Excellent. Next up, uh, Sabotage Studio released a new trailer for their hit uh, record-breaking Kickstarter game, Sea of Stars. Uh, They announced this during the uh, Day of the Devs Summer Game Fest big stream that the Game Awards is doing. I can't keep Uh, up with all all these different It's too much, man. It's too much. This, of course, set the record for the best Canadian video game Kickstarter ever, raising 1.6 million U.S., um yeah the the trailer has some of uh more environmental and moving behind uh waterfalls this one i'm just watching it now i haven't actually seen it uh the the first trailer i saw was mainly about the combat and like um uh how you do like the two because you're playing as two characters at the same time Mm -hmm. there's velary and zale the they represent the moon and the sun um no we got introduced to carl the warrior cook every good jrpg steve needs a warrior cook (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they bleeped out his they bleep he has like a, a text line and it says are you ready for and then it's like square bracket spoilers square bracket oh so that's funny i want i think that's just they did this for the trailer i don't think they would do that in the actual game yeah i'm uh i'm excited for this although it's a 2022 game 22. right so <laughs> and even then like you know they, they'll they'll obviously delay it if they need to do we know any other like confirmed 2022 games like you know what's been my favorite Wikipedia page for this? If if you just uh, search like blank year in gaming, so I'll search 2022 in gaming, the top hit is always the Wikipedia page, and then you can go by year. So if I go to 2022, uh, Wikipedia does not have any yet. All right, so Sea of Stars should be on here. I can, I can fix that. Someone, I, I like yeah, so we got a... But yeah, 2021 already has a list of like 100 games. Oh, 2022 is at the bottom of 2021. So currently on the Wikipedia page... There's Sea of Stars, releasing Unknown 2022, and Pragmata, which is that game from the PS5 reveal that we thought was Death Stranding, but wasn't, and it's like the guy with the see-through cat and the little girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, that they actually And then he, like, launches for... at the spaceship and, like, catches it in a net. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's actually confirmed 2022. So those are the only two <laughs> confirmed uh, 2022 games that I'm looking at right now. Obviously, there could be a couple more, and Wikipedia obviously needs to get updated. Well, because um, yeah, like, that's my favorite site if you're ever wondering. Because usually it's like it'll just say TBA, right? So like mm-hmm. you know, Legend of Zelda two or what a Breath of the Wild two might be 2022, mm-hmm. and and all these. Well, there's Earth. They're making an Earthworm Jim four. Sorry, um, Diablo four might be 2022. Overwatch Metro Prime four, Overwatch two. Like a lot of these games might be 2022, but they usually just mm-hmm. say TBA until they're kind of ready. So there's only. Like, I like to think that that um, this studio sabotage in in Quebec having released like a, a very well received game and, and having a lot of capital now to, to play with that saying 2022 means they have a laid out project management timeline of what they confidently believe they can hit for like assets, alpha beta testing and release. So I think showing like a 2022 release date is not only keeping trying to keep themselves accountable to their own project timeline, which I think 
means that they have a good project manager on this. Mm. But I think also to the once, and also of course you put the pressure on yourself then anytime you release do a release date, which is why most people don't. But I, I think that's part of the reason they would say a date at all. Yeah. True. Also Kickstarter, you need to I think have like a quote unquote delivery date for oh, yeah, all, right. for everything. No, you're yeah, you're right. Although you just need to say a date. It's not really like the the release date. You're just saying this will be delivered by whatever day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kickstarter who backed it this tier get a digital code <clears throat> now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just learned so much things. So Earthworm Jim Four is a game that was announced in 2008. Jeez. And just sort of vaporware, really. And then in May t- 2018, it was announced that the game would begin development exclusively for the upcoming Intellivision Amico console, which I didn't no even know way. was a thing. They did like one of those. Um, it's not like a like a mini. Like they're actually making a new Atari that has like, um, like you can do like Netflix apps and stuff on it. Like it's weird. Well, apparently Earthworm Jim will be a an Echo the Dolphin. Why are they bringing all these Sega Genesis games to this fucking console? <laughs> was Echo never on an Atari? Echo Echo the Dolphin I know as a Sega Genesis game. I don't know if mm. it came to other things. That's um, all old shit. It can it can just be the same. All these things will just release to Steam eventually. It's like when, uh, what was the what was the game? Towerfall before? came to Ouya. Yeah, exactly. It did well on Ouya though. Like that was, like Ouya was a big Kickstarter hit, and pretty much everyone who got Ouya launched probably got Towerfall. Oh my God, Kung Fu Master is that like? I feel like I'm just looking at my childhood games here, all coming in television. Is this like the original Kung Fu Master? Time is a flat circle, Steve. I know. I'm kind of. Oh man! Speaking oh my God. Of- <laughs> okay, Steve, rein it in, rein it in. You can build the Sega collection and then your new Intellivision collection <laughs> in, your, right. in your new big man cave. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just getting hit with a lot of like nostalgia right here. So we can, we can keep going, keep going. See if, see if some stars I'm very excited for. Can't wait for that game. Um, speaking of platform exclusive games, coming out elsewhere, Discord exclusive game King of the Hat from Montreal-based great studio name business corp incorporated uh (laughs) is releasing later this year on steam is a chunky party game where you play pixelated characters who throw their hats at each other jump on your friend's hat to win and protect yours at all cost so it's a a very vertical game where like you kill the other player by landing on their hat but you can throw your hat out to like stun people and it's very risky because if uh you i think if it hits someone it comes back to you didn't nintendo make that game already maybe i don't well, Mar- I can't well, think of another game like it. Well, Mario Odyssey, you threw the hat. Oh, you know what? You're right. Oh, but I see what you're saying. Okay, this is like a 2D. This is almost like uh, this is like Towerfall, almost like the fighting. Kind of, yeah. It's that single static screen um, yeah. uh, arcade action competitive game. Now, weren't we uh, just I played talking it? about how Discord, like we didn't realize Discord was still a platform for releases yeah a couple Kenny games uh last year which we streamed also from quebec uh, developer is now coming out elsewhere and doing well um i think discord tried to do what twitch and everyone did just getting on their own and and they've they've been really trying to push the integration where like you can stream straight through to um discord um from whatever game you're playing uh and uh most recently, the, the first game I've seen do it is Valorant, where in if you're playing Valorant on your computer and Discord's open, you press just like Alt something, and then Discord opens in Valorant, like in the top left, and you can like easily do stuff. Oh, interesting. So, so they they've been working on integrating with games, and I guess for them it made sense to have games on their platform, and if they were popular, then more people would get on Discord. So I'm gonna um, 
Wait, I'm looking at I'm looking ahead on the script here, and I don't see it on here. So I'm gonna you can play the sound. I'm gonna wish list uh, King of the Hat. He's gonna wish list King of the Hat. We should play this game. It has um, uh, I think it'll support Steam's like uh, co-op mode, where like if you're both on the internet, you can play like a usually <coughs> co-op or like competitive couch game just over the internet. Right now, we, we could we could try that. Steam says it's coming in 2020, so it's not gonna be a Discord exclusive very long. Is it out on Discord right now? It was already out on Discord, yeah. yeah. And Discord, like, shuttered their store, so this is... I forget when the store closed, but... Um... Oh, I see. Sorry, I was confused at the, the story. I thought you're... It no, no, is no, Discord it's exclusive. A... It's now coming yeah, to Steam. Yeah, and it's coming to Steam. I see, I see. Um, Discord uh, said they would be closing the catalog on October 15th, 2019. So I think the store is closed, closed. There is a, um, oh shoot, I don't want to download right now, it's my internet, but there is a demo for King of the Hat as well, so. It's good. I, I like it. I recommend it. So you, I'll be so you it played it? Regardless. I have, I played it at EGLX like two years ago or a year ago. Sure. Uh, it's good. It's really good. By the way, we should give a shout out because if you've been wishlisting along with us, like, like I have, you will get an email that basically <laughs> says 50 games are on sale. <laughs> right now and uh if you've been waiting to get any of these canadian games yeah so i so i have to go through the list to see if there's anything i want to kind of cop out i think Mm -hmm. i think it was literally like you have 50 like 51 (laughs) titles on your wish list that are on sale and i was like cool (laughs) that tracks next next little bit steve uh probably the i'm gonna i'm gonna put a wager on hypest news of the week for steve the first gameplay of rogue legacy 2 and a release date this week, of course, from Toronto-based Cellar Door Games. Uh, we talked about the the brief, like, two-second GIF teaser we saw before, as mm-hmm. well as some concept art. But now we have seen a legit gameplay trailer and the announcement that is coming to early access uh, on Steam and Epic July 23rd. That's so soon. That's, like... That is so soon. That's less than a month. Like, when they showed... When they first announced this and showed nothing... I was like, "Oh man, this is this might be a ways out," even though because it's been a while since their last game. But you know, this is this is awesome. Like Rogue Legacy two or Rogue Legacy was such a fucking great game. It's not coming to Vita though. A little disappointing. Not surprising. Not yet. Never say never. They uh, just announced a Beat Shakedown Hawaii or whatever is coming to Wii and Wii U this week. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Yep. Yeah, it's like a classic re- retro top-down beat 'em up game, and beat, uh, they're beat what? It, just search new Wii Wii U game announced. Uh, I forget the actual name of the game, but uh, it's coming out, um, I think, later this year. And they might be even be doing physical copies, too. Well, because I don't think you can buy digital games on the Wii anymore. It's Shakedown Hawaii coming to Wii, Wii U, and Steam. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, developed... Both versions will support 4x3 CRT televisions. <laughs> oh, my God. It's coming out July 9th for twenty nine ninety nine, um, and having physical copies too. That's amazing. Is it already out on other things? Maybe I can't confirm nor deny. I don't know because you can't. Buy, I don't think. I think the Wii Store is like down. Like I don't think you can buy. They um, discontinued a lot of the apps, but you can still get on there. I think. I don't think so. I I may be wrong. I I think. Oh, Shakedown Hawaii. This is a Canadian game. Oh really? We should have covered this then. Ah, Steven, All right, it, happy accident. Uh, check out Shakedown <laughs> Hawaii on Wii and Wii U. I'm more than certain. Hold on, hold on. Let me because I think it's no, let's double check. Yeah. It's the Retro City Ransom guy, isn't it? Maybe. 
Yeah, V Blank Entertainment. Shakedown Hawaii. I'm pretty by... sure he's in. Um, I'm pretty sure this is a. Uh, he's in like Vancouver, or British Columbia. Let's see. The Twitter account says Vancouver, BC. There you go. Scoop. Write it up. Scoop. Uh, <laughs> Number yeah, four. So... Shakedown Hawaii is coming to we and we you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but back to Rogue Legacy, Steve. I know you added to your wish list uh, when um when we first talked about it being revealed and they had the Steam page up. Mm-hmm. Um, but will you also wishlist it on Epic? Oh yeah, sure. Excellent. I haven't, um, I haven't downloaded, I haven't like opened Epic in a while. What, I don't even know. I think since uh, GTA Five was free was the last time I. Oh, but you're missing all the the free games every week. I know, but we discussed this. Like, I don't download or play any of these free games. I got seventeen hundred games from Itchio like two weeks ago. <laughs> you, you did. I played none. But of Steve, them. then you have the Epic account. You can hand off to your daughter and be like, "Hey, I got a, I, I every week." I did, added this game to my account just for you. Well, she she gets the PSN trophies when I when I die, mm-hmm. so that's that's really my legacy. And like a million dollars from insurance, but really it's the PlayStation trophies. Isn't the million dollars if something fishy happens? Like no. if you just die of natural causes, it, nothing happens, right? No, no, no. That's it's life insurance. I just had to die. <laughs> I, I, uh, sorry, it's not a million dollars. It's ha- it's slightly above half a million dollars. If Heather and I both die. We ba- okay. basically Heather and I have both half a million dollar life insurance policy on us, unless we commit suicide in the next two years, we d- she won't get anything. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, Sophia is like a bad car accident away from becoming a millionaire. So, huh? Is that <laughs> is that is that taxable? No, it's not taxable. It, you just Lovely. you just straight up get the money. So like when when uh, when my dad died, like he had insurance policy as well, and it just like all went to my mom and and. You know, you, you got to pay, you usually get like, they have a way to calculate it because it's basically calculated so that Heather doesn't, like if I die, Heather doesn't have to work for like five years or something like that to give time for Sophia to like grow up and then, and whatnot. So, cause like half a million, mm. if we get a half a million dollars at our age, it's not enough to like retire on. Yeah. Um, but they're, they, they kind of calculate by saying like for the next five years, you're like, you're covered. You don't have to pay, you don't have to worry about any bills. You don't have to worry about working. Like you just kind of focus on that stuff. So. That's where it kind of I mean, that's from. that's good. Yeah. It's being responsible. So anyway, so she would get that and my trophy collection. So she's like, you know. She's set. She's, <laughs> she's set. Not to be a Debbie Downer here. But. All right. Last two bits of news I want to cover this week. Uh, a Summer with Shiba Inu, the uh, texted, text, not text adventure. It's um visual novel. Visual novel, yeah. Uh, developed by a Toronto Studio. It's coming. It's out. It's out now on consoles. It's on Nintendo Switch and ps4 and xbox one so you should check that out let me check it's also trophies. on sale on steam um what are the trophies steve i don't know i don't know but it's it's published by I, I think i mentioned this it's published by a company that basically just dishes out like free platinum so i'm assuming does that mean does that mean you're gonna get it i want to get it regardless because i want to help out Canadian game devs you know that's what we're all about if i can, get, easy, about. If I can get an easy platinum in the meantime, yeah, it has a nice gravy. The platinum has a ninety-six average on PSN profile, so it's nine ninety-nine US. I'm gonna buy it right uh, now. Yeah, do it. Oh, buying right now! Ding ding! Winner, Gagne! Play the thing. I'll play the thing. Right. Uh, and last bit of news this week, Steve. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Uh, Vancouver-based indie studio Clay Entertainment, Clay Like Play, has announced they are partnering with Tencent to develop a Don't Starve mobile game called New Home. Uh, it's a new mobile game, not uh, 
previously like their ports of Don't Starve, which have come to mobile. Hmm. It's a totally new game um, coming to mobile, developed by Shang-Q and Tencent, so not developed by Clay. Hmm. Um, but Clay has stated that, quote, New Home will be a bit different than the traditional Don't Starve experience. Uh, there's a closed beta that you can sign up for right now, uh, available only to those who live in the U.S. and Canada, and it will begin sometime mid-July. Uh, so check that out. Currently, there's only a like a cinematic trailer. There's no gameplay yet, so I'm not quite sure what it is. I'm seeing some screenshots here that that make it look kind of like the normal Don't Starve gameplay, but they said it's different, so it'll probably not be like the survival type thing. It might be more of like a narrative-driven adventure, mm. maybe. Interesting. Everything has health bars now. That's new, and there's like a, a big. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like quest based is what I'm seeing from these screenshots. Is what I, what I would I would say without having seen any gameplay trailer, but Yeah. Did you did you like Don't Starve? Did you play Don't Starve? I played Don't Starve a lot with my dad actually. It was one of the few games we both sat down and like he we, we he he liked games where um is that we the could, like work on a strategy together? Yeah, is that the Don't Starve together or did you just like take did you just like take turns or whatever? We never even took turns. He would just like sit with me on the couch while I played, and we would like try and see how long we could survive. Aww. And in that respect, I really, really like Don't Starve, and it's a, it's a really special game to me that way. I yeah. played a lot of. I think that I think our record was like thirty nine days, maybe. We never did terribly well. Like you see, those people get to like two or three hundred days. Yeah. Um, because it gets it gets really hard. We never got to the end game either, where you try to craft like the door to go find the guy and get out. Like there is a way to like win. Oh, is it? So we never did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Minecraft, you know, there's like you can you can get to the Nether Realm and kill the dragon and win or whatever. Yeah. But uh yeah, we never did that, but we we did have a lot of fun with it building our our doors and making our farms and crafting a little village area that we could explore out from. <laughs> and it's and it's gorgeous too. Like I love the scratchy art style and the way that you flip the world like 45 degrees at a time so you mm. can see things from a different perspective. Uh, but everything's like 2D, almost kind of like um, you know those like uh, shadow shows where it's like everything's up on like popsicle sticks and they're like um, sort of 2D cut out from like construction paper. It's kind of like it felt kind of like that every time like you flip the perspective. I really yeah, liked it. I know it. Like I played it when like when it first came out on PS4 like a long time ago, like in the first year of the PS4. I just and I could never get into it. Like I mentioned a couple times, though I'm not like really into the roguelite stuff when it's like you don't level up or whatever. You don't like all you. Yeah, really and this better. one you just get new characters with like a special ability. Yeah, and I didn't even like make it that far. I played it like two or three times, made it to like two or three days each time, mm-hmm. and then just I was just like, eh. And it's they've kind of I don't want to say milking because that's not the right that's not the word I'm try, like trying to find, but they they keep like going back to this game because they've gotten a lot of expansions and stuff with it. Like, mm-hmm. don't they don't starve together co-op. I've played a bit with friends. Shipwrecked. They did the shipwrecked. Yeah. Was shipwrecked really was too. with uh, Capybara, I think. Pirates. Mm-hmm. Was it? That's I cool. I remember there was one that was with Capybara because I wrote about it when it was still Toronto Game Devs Huh. Um, by the way, I did. So I did just buy a summer with. Shiba Inu, uh, and I'll stream it. Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. I should probably. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I'll stream it to uh, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash KingGameDevs. Which, which will then we'll throw up on YouTube. Yes. I spent most of this morning downloading all our past streams. And <laughs> it's a hefty file on my desktop now. I'm going to crop together with their new graphics and put up there for everyone. Uh, so, 
yeah if you want to if you want to hang out this week with with us uh past live streams playing through games you can you can do that so there's don't starve mega pack reign of giants mm-hmm. together giant mm-hmm. edition shipwrecked pocket edition and hamlet are the like on wikipedia mm. so they've really like it's probably their biggest game it has to be i imagine so. i remember their booth at pax 2016 when i went they actually remade the floor of their booth like in the game and they had like the props everywhere and like the gnarled trees like it was sick oh nice yeah yeah so this is this is their big game and uh i think the thing i respect most about clay is how all their games are so different like there's a like visually and mechanically, like Don't Starve is a roguelite, you know, sort of survival game. Mark of the Ninja is like a two D stealth platformer. Um, Oxygen Not Included, which just came out of early access, is kind of like a base building cooperative game. Um, I'm missing a couple, but uh, Shank, Shank. Oh, that's more another two D action game, I think. But uh, Hot Lava is like a first person um, VR too, I think, right? I don't know if it supports VR. I don't think so. It came to Apple Arcade, but I, I would recommend playing it on PC because I thought it was a VR or, eight, or it's on iOS, Mac, um, and Windows. Maybe I'm just thinking like it uses AR on the phone. I don't. I don't even think it, it does that. Not does, sure. Doesn't it? I might be wrong. It's out of nine out of ten on Steam. Very well, and it's forty percent off because everything's on sale for the Steam sale. Hey, there you go. All right, that's it for the news this week, Steve. Of course, you can find all these and more stories we report on CanadianGameDevs.com. And we post them in our Discord and tweet them and put them on Facebook. So follow including, us the, including the Shakedown Hawaii, which we got to... Yeah, we got to write up. We got to write up now. <laughs> now it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week, Wishlist This. Inspired by Steve and Brett's Rest in Peace frequent wishlisting of games while we talked about them. Each week I highlight three upcoming Canadian-made games that Steve has to add to his wishlist right now. Of course, we are all, as developers, beholden to Gaben and the Steam algorithm, uh, and now Epic, I guess. So we don't have a pet name for what's the Epic guy? Tim, Tim, Tim Sweeney? Sweeney? Yeah. Sweeney? I don't know. There's got to be a good pet name for him soon. Some- um, <laughs> but the algorithm controls all, and uh, having a lot of wish lists helps you get further up on the algorithm as a developer, and we want to help out the Canadian developers. So this week, Steve, game number one, I want you to add to your wish list My Train World, published by Double Blit Games in Edmonton, Alberta. <clears throat> Take playing with toy trains into the virtual world with My Train World. Master a variety of puzzles at different difficulty levels in puzzle mode. Let your imagination flow in sandbox mode and build the train set of your dreams. <laughs> Steve, little known fact, I had oodles, bins, Rubbermaid containers full of Thomas the Tank Engine playsets as a child. It was my favorite thing to do as a kid. Really? This looks like just that, but digitally. Yeah, it, it's the it's it is like the toy trains. Like you're not making like a, it's not a realistic looking game. It's like the to, it's the toys or whatever, which is which is really cool and charming. Um, this makes me this makes me giggle. Actually, I like this. <laughs> Planned release date late 2020, and a very sparse Steam description. But there's still time. Uh, and I have to ask Steve, is it on your wish list? It is. Yes. Excellent. Do you have any 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 quick thoughts on the Steam page as you're looking at this trailer? Maybe no. I, so I never I never really got into trains or like making train sets or anything like that. So I never I don't mm. have the nostalgic like kid like um, stuff for it. But it looks it looks smooth. It looks solid. I actually mm-hmm. have a game like this on Switch because it was like it was literally a penny, 
You know how mm-hmm. like sometimes there'll be games on Switch that sell for like one to five cents and you just I just use like my Nintendo coins towards mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Shovelware. Yeah, exactly. But and this one it was like, well the art looks pretty decent, so I'm I'll give it I'll at least give it a try. Um mm-hmm. So I'm, I forget the name of the game. I haven't even played it yet. But this, uh, I like the colors. It's bright. I like the. I like that they went with the like kid, you know, style. Mm-hmm. It's good. The sandbox mode looks pretty legit. Like I'm looking at one of the screenshots. There seems to be quite a bit of customization, which I'm getting the vibe of. You know, easy to play, hard to master sort of thing. I'm wondering what you do, like what your In the puzzle um, mode. Yeah, like I guess what what's the like the mission? I feel like the puzzle is you have a. A certain like it looks to me like some of the trap pieces are are locked, and you have a certain number of pieces to make like a route work that you need mm. to like drop stuff off. I hope there's like a mode where it's like yeah okay I see that what you're saying. <laughs> I hope there's a mode sort of like a roller coaster tycoon where you can just kind of make like a really dope track. <laughs> I think that'll be the sandbox mode. Yeah, so that'd be. Sweet. And it looks like as you complete the puzzles, you unlock pieces you can use in the sandbox mode. Mm, I like like it. different steam engines. Oh, and, let your and, yeah, let your imagination flow in the sandbox mode and build the train set of your dreams. Create your own interactive railroad layout. Decorate your world and ride your trains within your very own layout. Layout is playable and fully interactive from the start. This is like, you know, uh, every time Ned Flanders calls Reverend Lovejoy and he's in the basement playing <laughs> trains. <laughs> yeah. This is this is senior Reverend Lovejoy when he, his kids get him a gaming computer. <laughs> And he's just playing this. There is a demo as well, so you know, give it a shot. Definitely. Also, I have a big, big ass banner on my Steam that says "Save an additional six dollars on a purchase of thirty-five dollars or more." So, so you I... can buy, tw- you can buy thirty-five dollars worth of games for twenty-nine dollars, and they're already on sale. Yeah. So amazing. I have to here. Let me actually look up my wish list because I want to. Um... Are we gonna get two winner Gagnes in one episode? No, no, no. So okay, oh, okay, so I, I was a little. I got an email that said eleven games were on my way, were on sale, and then another mm-hmm. email said two games were on on sale. So and I have like eighty five games, so almost like one in seven, almost or one in eight, mm-hmm. I guess. So quite a bit. Next game today on wish list. This, of course, uh, one of Steven's top three picks from the PS Five reveal live stream is Jet: The Far Shore by Super Brothers in Quebec. Uh, you added it to your wish list, I believe, when we talked about it, but I didn't. So. I'm going to be adding it to my wish list right now on Epic. And of course you can do the same at home. Follow along. Uh, this was uh, the weirdest trailer. My favorite trailer, I think from the, the, the show jet, the far shore invites you on an interstellar expedition to carve out a future for people haunted by oblivion in this cinematic action adventure. Um, the Epic page has some very nice screenshots. This is tonally and visually super different from sword and sorcery in mm-hmm. my opinion. Yep. Um, and I'm here for it. I, uh, I don't know. We don't, we don't really need to talk, but we talked about a bunch after the PS five stream. It still says 2020 on the store page. Um, and you know, it's coming to PS five, which maybe we'll have a wish list feature. Steve, Steve, you don't know. Maybe. I want just the, the store. So you know what I realized the what other day? That the Nintendo Switch actually has, like, will show you games coming out in the future. Like, a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And you can wishlist them. Yeah. And I was just like, holy shit, like, Nintendo does something that Sony isn't doing? <laughs> I just, like, I was very taken back. I was like, oh, I don't even, that's, I was like, oh, that's so strange like the, that the, the, the tier list for for online features is pc xbox and then 
a bunch further down Nintendo, and then at the bottom it's like PlayStation. Yeah, I. Well, what is what is that? I don't shop on Xbox that much. What does Xbox do that that you can't do on like PlayStation and stuff? Can you like Game, Game Pass? As far as like an online experience. Game oh, Pass. I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Like yeah. the online experience on those platforms, Xbox Live goes down like half the amount of time PlayStation does. Um, Game Pass, the uh, Games with Gold is essentially what PlayStation Plus is, and yeah, it's just it's more competent. Um, what about PS Now? PS Now sucks. <laughs> next game on wishlist this this week um i i we've talked about it but we haven't actually done it i went back checked all the wishlist this segments spinch from queen bee games in pei spinch is a titan precise platformer with a bubbling psychedelic world full of misshaped and malformed enemies assume your true form as spinch and use quick reflexes to dash wall jump and battle eccentric bosses on a quest to rescue your missing litter of offspring. I saw this game come up again during the um, Day of the Devs Summer Game Fest stream. Uh, probably the only game we've talked about from PEI, at least I can think of in a while. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm. Um, um, yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, there's only like 100,000 people on that island, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like 100 of them are Johnny McDonald statues. But, hey, uh, sorry. <laughs> I, I should have I asked because I already had a wish list, but. Um, Steven, was Jet the Far Shore on your wish list for Epic Game Store? It absolutely is, Steven. Okay, there you go. Play it Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay. No, no. You, you, you got to do the thing that I do. Um, but Spinch. Spinch is exactly the kind of game for Steven. It's a tight 2D platforming puzzler, action-y. It's got gorgeous art style, and it just looks absurd and trippy and yeah. <laughs> I want to play it high. Like yeah, I want to really say. high and play this game. I was going to say, take some drugs before you play this thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. So there's these out. little, these little, like you're a white orb thing with legs and arms. And then there's these tinier white orb things that are your litter and you're trying to like collect them, but then you use them to fight the bosses. Like you throw them at it, like Pikmin style. Mm. So I don't know what kind of a toxic relationship this spinch has with the little spinches, but or maybe they they are okay being used as ammunition, Ammo. but uh, this game looks absurd, and I love it. It is uh, kind it's of like Steam, a, yeah, it's like and, a two D uh, switch. September third, September third, twenty twenty. I actually, um, I actually already have it on my wish list, so we might have talked about it before, or just like in news in general. We've definitely yeah. talked about it, but I don't have it on mine yet, so I'm going to add it to my wish list. There you go. That's that's two Stephen wishlists in one one episode. I like that. Well, Ooh, I guess they're both Stephen wishlists, but like you know what I mean. Yeah, and they have gifts <laughs> on the on the page, on the Steam page. Well, their Steam page is tight, and uh, the the trailer is also very very tight. It is. Yeah, I'm not a big drug user, but I would probably want to like get pretty baked to, <laughs> to play this thing. Like this game is just so fucking trippy. I love it. I'm here for it. That's it for Wishlist this this week. If you want to get your game onto the segment, please get it to us. Email, Twitter, Discord, however you want. If it's developed in Canada or developed by Canadians, and even then we're, we're kind of iffy if it's like part of the team. doesn't matter. Let's talk about it. All right, Steve. It's time for Hot Take of the Week. This was a bit of a discussion here between you and me, and we got, well, we got some outside counsel on this, uh, how we wanted to talk about all of the sexual assault and rape and abuse allegations coming out of the game 
industry this week. There's a Canadian angle here as a lot of these are happening at Ubisoft Studios in Montreal and Toronto. Mm-hmm. So that obviously is is relative to to our, our our covering mandate of covering the games developed in Canada and the people who create them. If those people are being, you know, allegedly huge pieces of shit, we should talk about that. And uh, I think as you said when I asked like should we talk about this like you 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 believe it's important that this is something that that people talk about and is part of the discussion around games just as much as the games themselves. Yeah, I was I was a little torn in that the spirit of the site has always been just like let's hype up some good shit that's mm-hmm. made in our own backyard. Let's let's be proud of like the games that are created in Canada and the, and and the people and whatnot and you you'll notice that you know I, I've never ever written about leaks or rumors and le- like unless you know there might be some odd times but never leaks I've had developers kind of reach out to me being like can you not post about this because it wasn't supposed to come out and mm. I'm always happy to do that <clears throat> um, but at the same time I'm you know how you know the saying of like all tide or high tide raises all ships like I'm I'm a believer that like this sort of stuff needs to be discussed at all angles by everyone. Um, whether like that's just sort of simply like liking a post on Instagram or, or retweeting something, or if you're donating money or whatever to all of these different things, I'm, I'm always the type of person that just wants to get the, the, that message out. So we kind of, yeah, we, we kind of talked about like what, how we want to do and, and, and whatnot about this stuff. Cause it is, you know, it's very heavily, geared towards i mean there's a lot it was all over the place we were just talking last week about how there wasn't yeah, really this ties into our, our conversation about journalists and like we <laughs> wouldn't say we're journalists per se and the the articles i'm going to reference today are from uh reports from around other gaming sites as we talk about it but you know we're not reporting on this we didn't reach out to any of the accused or accusers we're we're just going to sort of have a discussion about what we think this this means for the canadian game dev scene yeah, because we were we were saying like there wasn't a breaking point in terms of, um, you know, stuff that's happening at these studios or people, and us being like, well, I mean, Last of Us, like Naughty Dog, still crunched a lot, but we're still going to play mm-hmm. Last of Us. But like, mm-hmm. depending on how Ubisoft handled this, like it would have been like I don't know, if, like this dude, the what's the guy's name, the Ubisoft, uh, I forget his name. So so I'm going to start more broadly here before okay. we dive into Ubisoft. Sure. Um, it was kind of like this tidal wave, like across pretty much every country in this video game industry. And it even, it reached out past that into like comics and comedy. Like the, the every look like community was having its own, like me Too move, like big movement these past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so, so more broadly, uh, I'm quoting from a vice report here from Matthew Galt, uh, a wave of sexual harassment accusations is sweeping the games industry. Um, Twitch, Facebook, Ubisoft, Paradox Interactive, Cards Against Humanity, Techland, Gatto Studio, Bungie, uh, all these studios are having people through Twitter and other platforms um, coming forward and accusing uh, people in positions of leadership at these studios of assault, uh, abuse, harassment, and rape in some cases, um, which is leading to a bunch of different actions from these companies twitch obviously just banned dr disrespect and it did not confirm whether it's based on the accusations cards against humanity fired the person who was accused there oh, yeah, one of the co-founders um, yeah one of the co-founders um so they're all they're all handling it differently uh ubisoft has released a statement saying it was just a paragraph we take this seriously we're looking at a separate um 
a company to do like an internal assessment and yeah it, it was pretty milk toast and was pretty standard pr boilerplate stuff that got pretty much roasted by everyone who had been you know having this conversation mm-hmm. and and in particular we have a couple key players at ubisoft who who have been accused uh, I, i'm comfortable saying um i believe the accusers in in most of these cases no one comes forward with these trying to get rich and famous like like name any of the bill cosby accusers name gian gameshi's community no one comes forward to like get a book deal for this this is extremely painful yeah. it it ruins in a lot of cases your ability to progress in these industries by proving to upper management that you're not willing to play ball with sexual harassers. And I'm pretty comfortable believing and saying that I believe these accusers in all these cases. So if, if anyone has an issue with that, you can, you can take that up with me, but I, Adrian, I, I agree. I, I always, I believe, uh, I believe the victims every time. And uh, yeah, so let's, let's go through some Ubisoft developers. A- Andrian Gaminji, who is the, product and brand marketing manager uh, at Ubisoft Toronto, uh, accused of sexual harassment and assault and rape by uh, several people on Twitter. Uh, and Stone Chin, who is another PR uh, person, has been called out for quote-unquote predatory behavior. Uh, this is a report from Gamasutra, who checked, uh, did, did some reporting on this. Uh, then at Ubisoft Toronto, uh, Vice Presidents Tommy Francois and Maxime Balland, who are now on paid leave from the studio, were accused of a lot of sexual harassment and uh, and um, abusive behavior. And Maxime Balland's wife works in HR at the studio, which a lot of the accusers brought up as we, can, we, we didn't even feel comfortable going to HR with this because, A, not only does HR work for the company, but A, this... HR in particular worked for the accuser or not worked for, but like was married to the accuser. Yeah. And what do you do in that situation? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and the, the, I don't want to say best hand, there's no good way to handle this, but Ashraf Ismail, creative director at Ubisoft Montreal on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we've been talking about on the site. Um, uh, someone literally posted receipts of Ashraf uh, trying to engage in a sexual relationship, and the accuser said they did have a sexual relationship with, and only found out after that Ashraf was married and didn't disclose his marriage to the people he was having uh, sexual relations with. This all has come out, and uh, Ashraf has now stepped down from his role on the project and from Ubisoft and said, I don't want this and my mistakes to you know, tarnish this game that everyone else is working so hard on and I need to get out of the conversation so that the other people here who are working so hard on it can keep doing that. I think that was probably the, the best approach. Well, like, didn't he also say something about, like, he regrets, like, some of his family being hurt or something like that and it's just like, bro, this was this was you, though. <laughs> like, you did it. I tried, to, I tried to click the hyperlink here to his tweet, but this account no longer exists. So. Oh, yeah, true. Uh, he released a statement saying let's see if we can find i think i dm'd it or i think i messaged it to you on in discord privately so let me go back to see it um yeah i mean it's it's fucking incredibly disappointing to read all this shit um Mm -hmm. it's especially because it's like it's like one dude doesn't make the game right like ubisoft or uh, assassin's creed valhalla probably has like a thousand people working on it. So I think like 
Oh, step, more than that. Yeah, like stepping down. Like this dude should just get out. <laughs> get mm-hmm. out of the way. Get you know. You obviously probably has you know do some stuff to help with his family and stuff for the pain that he's caused, and probably go through some counseling and shit of like why he did what he did. Not to mention the mm-hmm. people that he uh, you know tangled up in this that got involved unknowingly to basically commit adultery. Um, mm-hmm. and like, I, I found, I found his quote. If you want me to read it quick. Yeah, sure. Uh, he said, quote, I am stepping down from my beloved project to properly deal with the personal issues in my life. The lives of my family and my own are shattered. I am deeply sorry to everyone hurt in this. Um, which, you know, apology one one is you say, I am sorry <laughs> for what I did to you. And he's saying, I'm sorry you're hurt by this is, you know, whatever it's a little technicality but definitely getting out of the picture was a good call and i think a lot of these other people aren't going to and unless ubisoft makes them probably will stay at ubisoft yeah yeah was he the only one who stepped down like i know that chris stepped down and the other two executives were put on leave but everyone else as far as i can tell as recording uh, June 27th, 2020 are still in their jobs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just such a fucking mess, man. Like it's, it's not hard to, to not cheat or to not cheat to and be do a piece of shit. shit. Yeah. And like, I saw the tweet or the text with this dude. Cause like the girl saw a video of him, like a uh, interview and he had his wedding ring on and he said like, Oh, I just have that for my parents. So I'm not a disgrace to them. Blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm-hmm. This guy's just a lying piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it it's always, like, kind of what we were um, just saying about, like, that, like the HR person about, like, doing this for 30 years. Like, how many people has this guy, like, hurt and done this shit with until he got caught? Mm-hmm. Um, and how many people didn't get promotions? And how many people didn't uh, advance? Didn't or, want to play ball. Yeah, exactly. It's just fucking disappointing, and I'm glad people are kind of coming forward because I was when the when the Zoe Quinn with um with the dude Alicolica on Night in the Woods. Yeah, when that happened and the dude uh, committed suicide, I was like really afraid that like people wouldn't come forward because it's already a really fucking tough thing to do. I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, like you said, they're not doing it for fame or fortune. They're doing it because they see their names gain praises and and all this shit, and then want to like just have to like make a statement and you'll see some people tweet out being like you know love to you know sending my love to everyone who's come forward i'm not ready yet to come forward with what i know or what's happened to me and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and it's just fuck man it's just like it's super overly disappointing like i don't know like on a bigger scale i don't know what to do like on a small scale and with the people that I work with, like I'm always, and, and our DMS are open. Like I'm always available to assist in any capacity that I can uh, assist with. Like we don't work for Ubisoft, but like, I mean, in any person that I know, like that I work with indirectly or directly or whatever, but like, what the f- like what the fuck do we do about all, all these people who are in these management positions, just taking, uh, taking advantage of people. I think step one, we create a culture where calling out people and I don't think it can happen under like a, a hierarchy, like a lot of these big companies with like 10,000 employees, like the culture will always be play ball with the people above you or else you won't get to stay there. Mm. 
But I think as a community around those companies, create a culture where you elevate and believe people who talk about their experiences to the point where the company feels pressured to do something about it. And that's what happened this week with Ubisoft. And as far as these, like Andrian Gimbinji, it was a tough, Gimbinji, uh, I probably mispronounced his name. They go by Escoblades on Twitter. They had a statement within like 20 or 30 minutes. They were ready to go. And like they, they, they knew, they knew what they were doing was wrong. And then one day they could be outed and they were ready. And like the holding pattern they were in were like, they're going to keep abusing and assaulting until they get called out and then hopefully publish an apology and everything goes away. That comfortableness has to go away. And, um, the, the conversation around Adrian in particular was tough because they're doing these, uh, um, black game developer nights at Ubisoft that's promoting a culture of trying to increase diversity in the games industry, which is another issue along with this, that, that people of color in the, in the game industry don't feel, comfortable feel like there's a path for them to 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 go forward in their career and he was doing something about that well at the same time being this acute being accused of rape at um several conventions and how do you reckon someone who does what's i would say an arguably important and good work while at the same time in their personal life being an alleged rapist like can you rectify, can, can, like, both of those obviously exist at the same time. Does that take away from his other work? Mm. Should it just stop right now and they should just not be in the picture anymore? Pro- I, probably that. I mean, because this kind of comes up in the argument of, like, you know, social media isn't, like, like the court of law or, or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. technically, what the one dude did, um, the the guy who committed adultery like isn't illegal like we saw tweets like the replies like that where it's like he didn't do anything illegal like why is he being punished or whatever and and, and mm-hmm. they're missing the point of that shit obviously where it's just like it's not like what they've just done to their family and or to their family but like also what they've done to the person that they lied they, to that they lied to that they brought along this like yeah everything might have been consensual in terms of what they've done, but not in terms of like the situation surrounding it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to read the Andrian guy's medium post and everyone just like is re- replying to it. Cause he says like regarding the allegation, but the medium post is like taken down or something. And everyone's just like chirping him for being such a shitty like post. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, did you read it beforehand? I, I didn't read it before. I read the first couple paragraphs, but the fact that it was posted so quickly to the accusation is yeah. what everyone's like, no way you you write this big post in like a half an hour to an hour. Yeah, I think I met this guy once. Which they they were at a whole bunch of events, and and the events are where a lot of the alleged um, assault and rape took place. So, like they were in the scene, and being high up at Ubisoft as a PR person, you have a lot of power over people who want you know to be a streamer or like a a, a press contact with Ubisoft. Yeah. You hold. You are the you are the the, the kingmaker there, and and that position of power was abused. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like these these people just have like this this power over over people, and they use that to kind of get what they they want. And it's just like these things are always like so super unfortunate to read about, and it's just way too common. And I'm just 
like everyone, I'm just getting fucking tired of like hearing about it and seeing it in tech and video games and comic books and all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just tiring. Like, I, like what do we, like, like you said, we got to create a culture here. And I, and I think we have a pretty like really good discord and really good community of, of this. And we're always open or at least like our DMS are and stuff are always open to kind of, have these conversations and, and be approachable to people. We're not doing it for like a scoop. Like we would never do that. It's just more so like how to help. Like, but it's just like, I like, it's like, this isn't enough to not buy watchdogs Legion. Cause Ubisoft, I think is kind of making the right move in terms of just like letting these people go away from the project. The, the paid thing I know people have like an issue with, I'm assuming that's just cause it's part of their contract or something that they, they have to like be on paid on paid leave. But we'll see what we'll see what comes of this external investigation. Yeah, and that's because that's always the thing too. Like where, like, I've I've seen like there, there's been times where like investigations are kind of done and then they're they're finished because like the the accuser didn't want to like say anything because they've already said their piece and they don't have an obligation. Like Ubisoft isn't like the police; they don't have an like the accusers don't have an obligation to talk to them mm-hmm. about like what's happened. And and so it's possible that like I think that happened to the um, the Walking Dead uh, Talking Dead guy, where an ex girlfriend of his came forward saying that he was like abusive, and then AMC did like their own investigation and and didn't find anything because the girl didn't want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And but but that point like what are you supposed to do? Like I believe I like I I do always believe the the accusers or the victims. Um, but like, I'm also not running this like multi-million dollar company, and you know, have a contract with these people and stuff like that. It's multi-billion a, in Ubisoft's case. Yeah, and it's just fuck, man. It's like, it's just like be better. <laughs> like I think, fuck, it's not hard I think to not do this shit. With all the Ubisoft stuff, uh, we saw Riot Games last year. All the female employees there won like a multi-million dollar lawsuit because of the sexual harassment and assault going on at that studio. Right, that was right. I what hope. You said? Pardon? Yeah, Riot Games yeah, in yeah, uh, Cal- California. That, yeah. yeah, if if all the Ubisoft developers, and I hope someone's looking into this, we can, we can collect these experiences and, and stories and turn it into a legal proceeding that forces you, Ubisoft, or at least gets some reparations for for everyone affected by this toxic culture. Yeah, and could- money money is all companies understand money is what determines everything that happens, especially at these bigger billion dollar companies. So if they take a huge, like $30 million hit to pay off to, to, to pay reparations to everyone affected by this, they'll will change things internally. So that doesn't happen again, or they should. And I, I think that would be the best chance at, at seeing any kind of change here. Cause it's not like, like, like shareholders don't care as long as this quarter's earnings are better than last quarter's earning or last quarter's earnings. They they don't care what the culture is like at the studio. Yeah. If they take a huge hit because they have to keep paying out uh, female developers who get uh, assaulted, something will change. Yeah, and I assume you know because there isn't like the commonality here is Ubisoft, so I, I assume there could be a class action lawsuit about this stuff because all these people belong to the same parent company it's not like but because like in general when it was all these other things there's not like a well there's not like um an overarching like developers uh 
what's the thing that you love so much that you want a union to like sue or whatever right but now there now there is like a group that they could kind of go after and get these these things it is it's just like always just so fucking disappointing and Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i wish i wish there was more that we could do um why did dr disrespect get banned i saw that last night and i was like they've been vague there has been accusations against him in the past there was the big like where he streamed from the bathroom at a convention got a bunch of people on camera and like he's violated the twitch terms of service so many times before that everyone's like why ban him now doesn't this dude cheat on his wife too yeah he cheated on his wife yeah i don't understand these people (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah I, i think the other thing about this and why a class action lawsuit might not happen is a lot of these stories I was reading this week are former Ubisoft developers because Mm. you're only in a situation where you feel comfortable talking about it without getting, you know, shit on is when you're not there anymore and you don't plan on going back there because of how awful it was. Yeah, that's fair. And that, that's, that's just a huge shame. Yeah. I think, and and actually now that you say that, I think I saw something about how someone tweeted about who was part of that riot thing and mm-hmm. she was part of the action, but because she didn't work for Riot anymore, she got like none of the money. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, it's not about the money per se. It's just about I don't want to use that Joker quote, but it's like it's just about like you know sending a message. Like it's about like eventually there has to be a tipping point for all this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And we were talking about that last week. That's just like eventually like these people need to just be removed from the industry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not against them coming back if they like get the help and the and the and the counseling and stuff that they need. I, I do believe that. Like I do believe people deserve second chances and stuff mm-hmm. um and correctional uh programs. Like that's why we have that's why we don't just fucking kill every single murderer. Like we have correctional facilities that, you know, obviously the system isn't perfect, but like I'm not against that, but I am you know, these people do need help and they shouldn't just be like kind of you know, put on leave and then just like come back like two months later or whatever. Oh, they'll just get shuffled into a different executive position at a different studio. Yeah. Consulting agency or something. Or just like a smaller. Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is a whole nother part. So I, I don't think we really solved anything here and not that we were going to, I just wish there was more that we could do. I'm, I'm glad that Ubisoft did just sort of like scratch these guys off of currently what's going on obviously their focus is Valhalla it's going to be their biggest release ever mm-hmm. um and so they just want like this dude was going to go on like probably had uh meetings and and streams and stuff for the next like three months to go on like 50 different things to go on an interview mm-hmm. so they need to get a new person now but yeah it's uh it's incredibly disappointing and and you know at least Ubisoft's kind of I guess doing you know, fine-ish and hopefully the the real change is like like you said internally like they put in the programs and stuff and safe spaces in place so that anything like this happens again there's a way to know about it before someone tweets it and fucking shits all over your stupid studio and your hr isn't literally <clears throat> married to the ceo or top executive or yeah that's like that's so b- b- pea brain to me like what yeah that's <laughs> hr should always and be as far removed from anyone in the studio as possible. Yeah, no, I agree. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> huge, huge kudos and, and props and bravo to, to all the, the people coming forward over the past couple of weeks. Yep. And 
uh, I admire you and your courage and all the shit you must be dealing with right now. Cause these, these, oh man. And the Assassin's Creed guy in particular, like the, the fans of that series are so intense that this, this woman who accused Ashraf, um, Danny, and I don't even think you can say accused at this point. Cause he admitted what he did, like who, yeah. who brought up what happened. Uh, uh, she goes by Danny on Twitter is just getting hate man from all these Assassin's Creed fans who are, who are trying to defend Ashraf. And it's just like, that's the other reason I think no one comes forward to try and get credit. Cause you just get shit on for the rest of the time you're in the spotlight by all the fans of whoever you've brought up allegations against. Oh, for sure. Like if you, if you go to Zoe Quinn's Twitter right now, um, mm-hmm. I don't follow her. I'm not like, I don't really even know. I didn't play any of her games or whatever, but like if I just go, she has some good takes. Does she? Yeah, there's really some fo- good jokes. Yeah, true. I don't really follow her, but like, um, I'm sure you can find replies where it's just like about the guy who committed suicide and stuff like that. Oh, every post, every approach. single post she ever makes is just half the replies are either about Gamergate, about Alcolica, and you, that's just her life now. And I, I read her book a couple of years ago, and like, she's afraid to take pictures with people because the community dedicated to shitting on her will find them and then start to shit on them too. Yeah. Like that's her life. Now no one comes forward with allegations to, to become famous. No one. Yeah. Like there's three, the, she, what did she tweet here? Oh, this was actually something about everything going on, but someone's like, how about your friend, Robbie Rodriguez, which I'm guessing someone she accused of or something. I don't know. Yeah. I remember that time he killed a guy, the irony, the predator calls out predators, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's toxic. Yeah, no, and and that's. We all. seem to shut down social media for for a couple of years. Oh man, if Twitter were just to fucking go away, <laughs> the world would probably be a better place for it. But then you also have to consider the other side of the conversation that is only happening on Twitter. You know, that's true. Like Twitter is the avenue for this. It, it's it's a tool being used by people wronged, and it's being used as a tool to wrong people. And yeah, I don't know. We didn't solve anything here today. Uh, I think it's important. To, at the very least, we've made people aware of this. And if you weren't aware before, you should be aware now. This is happening in games. This is happening in Ubisoft at Canadian Studios by Canadian developers. And if you're ever in a situation where you see your male colleague make a joke or you're at a, a work function and you see someone bothering somebody or, or being lewd, just fucking slap them on the back of the head pull them aside, say, no, that's not okay. Be part of the, the, the culture change because you know, there's that, that quote, like all that's required for evil to succeed is for good people to do nothing. And if you like to think you're a good person, then you will be part of this change. And if you hear someone make a, a sexual joke at work or talk about an employee who's not there behind their back in like a sexual way at all, you just call them out right away. It'll make you uncomfortable. It'll make them uncomfortable. But that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Before, um, I'm not affiliated with them in any way, but they, they, these guys recently did a talk with my work uh, on discrimination and, and workplaces and stuff like that. It's called Get Real Movement. <laughs> They're on Instagram. Um, they just did like a workshop with, with, my, with my work on just, uh, you know, there was someone who was trans talking about their story and, and all these things. And we even discussed, like, we, you know, we talked about, like, what do you do if someone does make a joke and call someone, uh, you know, a or something like that? Like, what do you, mm-hmm. what, what would people do? What do you think you should do? What, what would, like, what would be the best way to go about it? And stuff like that it was really, really good. So I would, uh, at the very least, just kind of give a shout out to some people here, like, Gabriel Movement on Instagram. And I'm sure they got, like, some 
a website or something like that, but I just follow them on Instagram now. Um, they did a workshop and, and it might be something to kind of like look into because I thought it was really, really good. Especially because like, just for me, like, obviously I want to be better when it comes to this stuff, but you know, I'm raising this tiny little human and I want to make sure that she's kind of brought up in a way that, you know, protects her, but also protects the people she cares about and, and stuff like that. So this is like something that's been on my mind for the last little bit. Not that it wasn't on my mind before, but more so geared towards like, how do I structure this mind <laughs> mm. to thinking like a proper way and, and stuff. So. I hope Sophia goes on to, to lead development on Assassin's Creed 35 and it's uh <laughs> And it's fucking awesome. Oh, man. Assassin's Creed 35 is like four years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They pump out like two or three a year. Yeah, I, think this was, I hope this. I hope this conversation is just getting started. And it sucks that I had to get started. And it sucks that it's happening. But I'm hopeful. And I've, 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 I've read a lot of hopeful discourse this week from people who feel like this is different. Holly Green on Twitter, who has a personal story with Ubisoft that I won't get into, but people have been DMing them like, is this different this time? And, and, and they've said, yes. Yeah. I feel like this is different this time. Having seen it started and falter so many times before. And that, that made me hopeful too. Holly who? Sorry. Holly, Holly green. I want to make sure I have that right. Um, yeah. Uh, at winners use drugs on Twitter. I just noticed I've never seen that game before. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah follow them for for also great discourse about this and um who's the their 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 icons like a white background with like a person with like a stylized pink hair they've been like i'm not i'm not gonna find it but um they've been collecting and doing threads Me- megan hold on megan uh, I'm not sure. I'm just going through our feed because I know we follow so many people that this stuff kind of just comes into our feed. Yeah, they, I, I really want to find this person who, who's been doing this thread because because they're going through collecting all these these oh, threads. About, that's a, is it Jill Murray at disco underscore Jill? Kind of fits. Uh, I don't think so, but they they also have been have been talking a lot about it. Either way, shout out to Jill Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just there's there's been no like um like hashtag with a cool little picture next to it for this that is like collecting all this. Yeah. And and so I'm worried all these stories are, are getting lost. And uh, this this person's been... Nah, I passed it. I'll, I'll find it and put it in the in the show note. And I'll, I'll uh, link to it. But they've, they've been collecting all these stories and putting them in the threads, specifically by studios too, like um, Ubisoft, uh, Certain Affinity, um, uh, Activision... IGN and, just had some stuff too. Yeah, two former IGN editors, um, editor in chiefs. Yeah, editor in chief, and now they're at their own consulting firm because that's what happens. You just get shuffled out and work somewhere else. Um, I, mean, I really want to find this person's name. <clears throat> I can start going on and talk about the games that we that I've been playing. If you want, if you want to try to find it, I'll just throw it in the show notes. But right. uh, yeah, follow, follow these people. Uh, all right, Steve, that's it for Hot Take of the Week. I hope this conversation continues, and I hope we start to see change. But let's talk about what we've been playing. We uh, didn't do many streams this week. We actually did zero streams this week. <laughs> but next week, <laughs> Steve's going to stream uh, a Shiva Ino um, visual novel. I'm going to stream Pamela um, at, at the least. That'll happen next week. 
Uh, I have a couple other uh, things we, we can stream too, but it's just a, it's a logistic thing. Yeah. So yeah, get, stay tuned for, for two more streams this week. But what have you been playing this past week, Steve? Uh, I'll save the the last of us two because I know you've been playing that for the end. But uh, mm. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Um, mm-hmm. So we, my wife and I, kind of decided that Last of Us Two is a little too violent to play around Sophia. Makes um, sense. Obviously, like there's the gun shooting stuff, but it's more the like blood and gore and violence and and whatnot that I'm kind of like I don't really need her to see me like knife a dude right in the throat. Mm. <laughs> so I haven't had a chance to play too much Last of Us um, this much. So I so I played a lot of Apex Legends, enjoying the new uh, like the the timed event thing, just kind of working my way to the battle pass. This this game is it's pretty dope. It's really good. And thank you for getting me into this because. I played a lot of Fallout, or sorry, I, I have played a lot of Fallout. I played a lot Fortnite. of Fortnite, um, but it, I think Apex Legends is uh, kind of slowly, like, taking over for, like, best battle royale for me. It is the best battle royale. I think there's just times where it's, like, I feel like I am screwed when someone shoots me, and, and I would want something to kind of get away, but, like, the team aspect kind of gets around that, and, like, the different skills you have, so... And the characters, Steve. I love the characters. Yeah, it is this- nice that, like, everyone... Like, there's personality and stuff and it's different. There's lore to it. It's not just like mm-hmm. this bullshit. banana peel guy. What I'd really want is like, I love how Fortnite would throw in like PVE moments into the game. So I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. like, like different events and stuff. Um, and just, Oh, this is their, like, this is their 10 year game. Like they're opening a whole studio to work on this game. So Vancouver, the future so. for apex is bright. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. It's definitely going to be a game that evolves and stuff. So I'm getting close to unlocking the eighth, uh, character too, which is exciting. Cause then I can get those trophies. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing, or I platinumed Celeste. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did it on assist mode because game of the year twenty eighteen. Fuck that difficulty of that game. Like I saw some of these levels, I was like, "There's no way in hell I would do this shit." Oh, man. <laughs> so I got the some platinum. of those. Some of those courses they tell you your deaths at the end, and I was at like sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred, no doubt. Um, especially the seaside stuff, and I was like, "This is bullshit," because it's like this is just one long level. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yep. You have to do it all in one go. Yeah, so I platinum that. I still stand by it. Like it's still a great game. Like the plat- the the jumping is like tight. Like I beat it legit. It's just the extra shit. I, mm-hmm. I think I did one or two B side missions legit. Everything else I did assist mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I uh, I still stand by it. Where it's just like it's a great game, cool story, very heartwarming and whatnot. Very tight platforming, but it's just like great soundtrack. Diff- great soundtrack. The difficulty is just like it's just. It's just the wrong type of difficult for me. Mm. Um, there, there. I think that's the 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 best best critique of it. I think I've heard you make. Yeah, wrong type of difficulty. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely because like it, it's difficulty is such a weird thing to talk about in games, and it comes up every time there's a new Souls like game, and yeah, and uh, it, it's it's always like the difficulty question in games hits with people so many different ways. <clears throat> the Celeste difficulty hits with me in the perfect way. Whereas the souls like difficulty doesn't really. And the Celeste difficulty hits with you in a, not at all. Whereas I think other games you would find difficult in a way you enjoy. I wouldn't. Yeah. If I wasn't such an idiot with trophies, I might've just as uh, done the assist mode with like one extra jump, you know? Um, mm. And, and maybe just try to do more with that. But then by the time I beat the game, I was just like, no, I just want the platinum now. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So I should say this. This mode does give you some flexibility, which is really cool in terms of like making it accessible. Like you can give yourself unlimited stamina and nothing else if you just want to mm-hmm. like if you just have trouble with climbing or whatever. Yeah. Um, I started playing Hero Hunters, which is from Hothead. 
Games over in uh, Vancouver. It's a free-to-play mobile game, um, and it's like a kind of a Gears of War RPG. You you have your, like your team of dudes, and you hide behind like cover-based shooter and level up. I just started playing it. It's pretty fun. It's just like I like the I like it when the free-to-play stuff is like simple. You know, like mm-hmm. Matchland just has like premium currency and like chess. But like, there's so much shit in like a lot of in the Hero Hunters and Assassin's Creed, which I was playing more of, where it's just like, you know, you have loot boxes, you have different premium currencies, you have timed events, you have a lot of stuff, and it's just like it becomes like so much when you open it. But it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. It's like I wish it was. It was sometimes it's one of those games where I'm like, oh, I wish this was just like a, a PS4 game that I could just dive into every now and then because it's pretty it's pretty robust and it's like the only game they've worked on like i was looking at their is it, is it a big game to do well i i think it's fairly new so i think it's mm. just their it's hothead isn't it or hero hunters yeah. it's on it's on ios because you're playing it yeah so i i could play it too i guess hothead games yeah in, yeah hothead uh, games. vancouver yeah and they worked on like they did like death spank and stuff back in the day wait a minute do they have a halifax studio oh do they wait a minute steve because I, I, I'm on Glassdoor, so I get, like, job recommendations because, like, I've just never unsubscribed from that. Mm-hmm. And I, I recently got one for Hothead, unless that is the Vancouver one. But The Wikipedia just says Vancouver. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't see anything about Halifax on it, but who knows? Yeah, I, I think you're right. <laughs> Hero Hunters apparently came out in 2018, so it's it's just a game. And it's, like, their last game. So it's just a game they've been working on um, this whole time. So huh. it's pretty fun. Um, certified great place to work canada bc uh and a few other companies for like the last past two years nice job hothead great work uh i was a big fan of the penny arcade games they did back in the day too so mm. and yeah because i because i've beat matchland i just need a new ios game really and i'm, I'm kind of reluctant to get apple arcade just someone try to find a free one first mm-hmm. um but you you should play there the the like you, play, you mean like first match land, yeah, yeah what? you sh- you should play it. Oh wait, sorry, what, I mean the the match land like the Cartoon the Network one, Cartoon Network one. Oh, because there's no, the that, OG one, right? Yeah, because the Cartoon Network one is kind of like just a reskin of their first game. What's the what's um, the first one called? The first one's just called Matchland, and oh. uh, actually the the first one didn't have diagonal uh, sw- switching, and that was something added to the second one. But when the second one blew up so much, people find the first one they actually updated the first one to have a lot of the same mechanics as the second one and uh that update got me into the first one whereas before i, I didn't like it after playing match cn Matchland because of how much i the diagonal changes things being match able to land puzzle rpg perfect i'm going to download this that's shit. it yeah play, yeah yeah that's play the another thing. canadian game what, what, what what's the download one it's just like that coin sound effect yeah, yeah i, I think so yeah well it's the day de- i guess it's like a demo download but this is just like mm. a free-to-play game so not not a purchase but not not a wish list it's yeah. in between um and I've been playing some Sega Genesis here and there, but Last of Us Two, which is yes, all you put down. Um, That's all I played. We were talking about before. I'm about a third of the way through. Mm-hmm. You're on Seattle Day Two. Yeah, really. Like, it's, I'm loving it. Like, I'm not it's gorgeous. I'm not hating on the story like a lot of people are. I I can't tell if the people hating on the story are just like hating it because of like of Ellie and and Abby and like the care like the 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 characters that they have because i've seen I've, i feel like i've seen from all sorts of directions where it's people like oh don't throw this like what's that stupid phrase that people use 
Um, Force diversity. Force diversity, but what's the snowflake wordy thing? SJW. Yeah, don't throw this SJW shit in my game. Then I see people who are like, like don't throw trans characters in games and then just like brutally murder them. And then other people being like, this game shouldn't even exist in the first place. I agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I'm like this game is just getting hate from like all directions and critically it's at like a 94 on metacritic and i I hate review numbers but if you just want to go off like the critics love it yeah i mean and i think the players for the most part love the gameplay it's the fastest selling ps4 game which just makes sense because there's like 120 million ps4s out there now yeah um but also just speaks to it's the it's the fastest selling game of 2022 beating out animal crossing which shattered the record earlier this year but people thought the leaks would kind of like take away from that right and that that obviously if your game can be ruined by a couple story points your game wasn't that strong to begin with i have a friend who didn't pick it up because he read the leaks and he's like i don't i don't like where the story went my friend's an idiot. And uh, I agree. James, you're an idiot. And I messaged you're an idiot, him. James. I was just like, well, this is what's happened so far. And he was like, okay, just tell me more. And I was like, you know. I'm like, dude, this, <laughs> this is like probably one of the most polished games that will ever exist. <laughs> like, you should just like just play it. If you have any, like, it's really the story. Like, just mute the story and listen to a podcast when there's shit. Or skip yeah, just skip every cinematic. Yeah, You like, don't have to watch it. Like, the gameplay is solid. Like, Last of Us 1 wasn't a really great game just because it had a cool story. Like, it was... The story is pretty like it's good. I won't. I actually won't like dumb it down. But it's basically the road. Um, yeah, or a, country for old men, or whatever the other inspiration was. Yeah, with a little bit of hope thrown in there. But and and daddy, daddy love or whatever. But like the gameplay of these games is what's awesome. Like I love the crafting and stuff like that. Like that's that's the cool shit. One of the coolest things is I found like a bench. And then I was like working on my gun, and people attacked me, and I was like, "Wait, that's I didn't think you could do that here." <laughs> like I thought I know the sick. exact spot you're talking about. It's in the apartment. Yeah, you're in that apartment. Yeah, because like, they come out of the the other bedroom, and I was like, "Fuck you guys." That level is awesome. Look at that. It's like this uh, apartment building type thing. But um, there's two ways to get into that building. Uh, one of them is you climb up on top of the balcony and shatter a window, yeah. and the other one is you go clomp, clomp, crawl through this like basement level window and there's like a sound trap there with bottles so both ways to get in the building set off a a sound like make a big sound and that everyone's in a room that was previously locked and they rush out at you once you're crafting um and so like like the the the, the the levels in this game make so much sense and that's what I love about it it's like the only ways to get in this building create a lot of noise which tells everyone you're coming and they all hide in this room you can go try the door and it's locked and she's like oh it's locked if you don't go to craft they don't attack you oh really like if you don't turn your back to them and they don't hear you start crafting they don't attack you oh that's amazing it's amazing I love that interaction and the, and the game's littered with those interactions yeah so that's still pretty. I'm still pretty early on. I think we were talking about where we're, I'm about a third of the way through, and that's that was shortly. I'm not too much farther than that, so mm-hmm. I don't want to like we shouldn't really spoil that much more. Um, but the game is great, and I I have mm-hmm. not seen the hate just yet. But mm-hmm. you beat it, so I just beat it last night. Uh, I think it was like twenty twenty five hours on my on my save file, and. I totally agree with, and I've been just pouring over the discourse that I'd been like bookmarking the past week because I wanted to finish it first. And I'm with a lot of people on the same page. That like this is technologically extremely impressive. The detail in this game is unlike 
any other game I've played in a long time. It 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 hit, if not surpassed, the Red Dead Two attention to detail that made me fall in love with that game. Mm-hmm. Um, in that regard, I think it's worth like if you just enjoy seeing what people can do with games that it's worth playing this game alone just for every single tiny detail, facial expression, offhand remark that just makes you chuckle a little bit. The, the tiny little details and everything like the, the you, you slide down a hill and like mud cakes to the back of your jeans. And then if you swim later, it starts to run down the back of your legs. I'm like, what, (laughs) what that took somebody months to figure out. The rope that, puzzles are like so the, cool too. Like the rope physics, everyone's been talking about the the cloth physics in that game. I I, I jumped into and I tweeted it. I jumped into a, like a, you know the the blinds that like are solid pieces of plastic and there's a whole bunch of them and you twist them to make them go flat. Oh yeah, yeah. I just got between those and started moving left and right and they made the plastic sound that those blinds make. I was like, somebody spent a month just making this work and feel believable, and that detail. It's worth it alone. Play that if you just want to see that detail. From a story perspective, obviously I wouldn't wouldn't spoil anything yet. P- give people a couple months to play this, but the story really lost me, and and I I really didn't like the inciting moment of this game, the conclusion of this game, and and a lot of the major plot points felt out of character for Ellie. The Ellie I'd come to love felt out of character for Joel. Felt forced to to create a conflict to have a story for a new game where one just wrapped up perfectly because they didn't know they were going to make a sequel one is a perfect contained story that should end when it ends and that ambiguous ending where she's like tell me everything you you told me about the fireflies was true swear it to me and he's like i swear and she just looks for a couple seconds she's like okay that's perfect that's perfect last of us part two should have if they needed to do it had different characters in this world they didn't do that, obviously, and so with digging up this perfectly concluded story means untangling a whole bunch of the things that wrapped up so nicely. And I feel like a lot of the end of this game to me is like out of character in like Game of Thrones season eight, Daenerys torching the the whole town, uh, Star Wars episode nine, just changing a whole bunch of things about this world for the sake of having another movie like oh the the palpatine had clones of clones wow (laughs) not not obviously like dumb sci-fi like that but a lot of like just we needed to make a conflict in a story here so we did and i wish Mm. they didn't Mm. so and and that's like the i'm I'm like the the polar opposites of my opinion on this game (laughs) interesting I gotta. Yeah. I want to beat it. I just. I need my. It's so long, dude. <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. I. That's the other thing. My only really complaint about Last of Us One is like it. It just takes. It's just like an hour or two longer. And then you joked with me that this one is like five or six hours too long or whatever. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about there was this moment where you just kind of fall into the sewer and it's just like a level for like 15, 20 minutes and then you just come out and it's it's whatever. It's just like that didn't need. Could have cut all that. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, um, I mean, it's... 90% of this game is a really complicated way to get somewhere to watch a cutscene. Yeah. Mm. You're just zigzagging across Seattle to get to the next cutscene. And it's gorgeous. And it's, I like the combat a lot. I get why people wouldn't like it. Like, it isn't the tightest third person shooter I've ever played. And, um, you don't think so? No, I, I don't think so. Cause, mm. 
it, I think it's meant to be sticky like that on purpose. Like not sticky. Like it's hard to be really good at this game. Like a lot of other shooters let you feel really good at it because it's like a, a desperate clinging on to survival type feeling they're trying to, to put in you. Yeah. And I, some of the critiques I've read, they didn't like that. And they, they, you know, you don't have to like that. And, uh, but I do like it a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I really don't have any complaints about the gameplay. Uh, I, I actually, I don't really have any complaints about the game in general. I'm kind of just waiting to see, you know, where all this hate is kind of coming from. Cause like I said, it just seems to be coming from every single point. Like no one really seems to be happy about the plot of this. And you mentioned to me off the podcast that I'm getting pretty close to like your, your favorite kind of plot part of the game, I guess is like the middle third. So yeah. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a, a chunk of the game that just clicked for me and, and Tori, my, I played through the whole game with my girlfriend Tori and we, we both really loved this section. Yeah. I, so I'm playing with like Heather as well and she knows the spoilers. Like she just kind of read it cause she mm-hmm. doesn't really care that much. And so, you know, she knows like, she's like, okay, I've read like four or three or four major spoilers. And so far one of them has come true. And so mm. she's like, I don't know what the other ones mean yet. So she just keeps like asking me, like, okay, have you like, what did you do <laughs> recently? And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I'm here, and this just happened. She's like, okay. And I was like, mm. what, are you, what are you doing? Mm. <laughs> just like expecting me stuff, but um, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really like I'm I'm just really enjoying it. But like, granted, yeah, I haven't been yet, so I, I'm not mm. feeling the hate. Though I will say, like, you and I kind of differed on sort of the start of this of this and we've discussed that <laughs> yeah. um Wait, uh, yeah. i'm not really i'm not really there i see what you mean but i, I kind of just disagree with like how some of the starts i think mm-hmm. just like the way the game starts and just how the contrast of how the first one starts kind of like opens the differences but mm-hmm. you know we probably shouldn't say like too much just because the 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 drama behind this game is just so much it's just fucking it's so like the, the how angry people are getting about this game and not getting angry about like the harassment shit that we just sp- spoke about just says like mm-hmm. pretty much a lot of things you need to know about this industry. The fact that all <laughs> the oxygen is being taken up just to talk about this game is just exhausting. Yeah, and the Neil Druckmann's being so cringy on Twitter, it's bothering. Like a lot of these PlayStation guys, like uh, Corey Barlog for God of War, they're just being so cringe on Twitter. It they really need to stop. Just delete oh, their Twitters. Oh really? I mean- yeah, like. They the way they were shitting on uh, some of the journalists who were making fun of like the Schindler's List comparison that that one critic made. So I saw that, that, and it was I, I saw where, I I kind of know where he's coming from because he's basically saying like it's not fun to watch Schindler's List, like it's not a fun movie to watch because of what's going on, and sort of mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like gruesome, brutal shit in Last of Us, but. Okay, but counter offer, Steve. Schindler's List didn't come with a pre-order ammo upgrade bonus that <laughs> lets you do all the uncomfortable shit even better. No, I I agree. It's, it is. There's different. no Funko Pops for Anne Frank, you know. Like, <laughs> it's it's a terrible comparison to make. I I agree. I just I I know what I see where he's coming from, and I don't know. I mean, Twitter is such a fucking awful place to express your point, anyways. Mm-hmm. So what's Corey been saying? Looking at this thing. Oh, Corey was like when um where's when God they were of, making where's God of War two, Corey? Come on. Yeah, yeah, God of War two to three to five. Dad I'll do War. another ten, maybe. Data War. Let's do this. Anywho, that's enough of that. I, I I'm okay to. We should do a little like I don't know twenty minute spoiler cast when we both beat it. Maybe at the end of an episode. I'm done. Okay, that's it. 
give for me this like episode, two number though. two. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple months. Like it's okay. I'm gonna stew on it for a bit. Watch some video essays. Uh, Are you going to replay it? I can do. I can do the platinum in one more playthrough. But it was so long, and I. Yeah. I I really just like binged it this week. Like every day, my girlfriend got home from work. We played for like maybe four or five hours. I know. I asked you it. if you wanted to play Apex, and you're like, "Yeah, Last of Us." I'm like, playing, "I'm playing Last of Us." I, cause I, I wanted to to beat it before I had anything spoiled for me, and somehow I managed to beat this whole game without anything spoiled for me. And somehow I managed to predict <laughs> a huge chunk of this game. <laughs> play some Which, uh, games, man. What's the fucking website that you're podcasting for right now? Come on. Yeah. Well, we're playing. Pa- I'll play Pamela this week. You'll play uh, Shiba Inu. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get some we'll get some other games into this segment next week. All right, cool. Wrap it up. But that's it for episode one hundred and forty-eight of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we we've hit a we've hit a pretty standard hour and a half to hour forty minute uh, runtime lately. We're we're getting in the groove, Steve. Yeah, I like it. Me too. Um, and also a uh, huge thank you to our patrons. And uh, uh, I can't wait to hear what you think of our discussion today in the Discord. I'm enjoying chatting with you um, about everything we've been talking about it's a uh, I, I enjoy it i like talking about what we talk about you know what i mean steve yeah for sure that's it for this episode thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com slash king game devs again you can back us for early access to the show uh discount codes to events uh game key giveaways special channel on our discord uh as well as the undying knowledge undying knowledge what does that mean what am i saying <laughs> you know i get in the i get, get in the talking mode and i just i just say a lot of words that don't make sense together yeah i got it Anyway, thanks to our patrons, Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Gene Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Slaughter Neko, check out Runtown Kickstarter, and Stacy H. Uh, again, if you back us at higher than a dollar a month, we'll put your name at the end of the credits. Um, and thank you to all our supporters at any level. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to take your feedback. If you don't listen on Apple, uh, send us via email. Just contact at CanadianGameDevs.com, works, or DM on Twitter, whatever you want to do. We'd love to get some feedback. Share it with someone you might think would enjoy this particular content. Share it with someone who you think wouldn't even enjoy it. Just be like, Here you Yeah, go. share it with your, like, your mom who likes, you know, growing herbs inside and watching home renovation shows. Like, hey, check out this Canadian game devs podcast. Are you, are you talking about my mom? <laughs> Does your mom do both those things? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Huh. There's, 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 a, there's a stereotypical mom you can you can paint a picture of. My mom is, yeah, my mom is very, uh, love her to death, obviously. But my mom is very mm-hmm. stereotypical mother. I mean, she raised she two have, kids, so. Does she have the Karen cut? Like the speak to your manager cut? <laughs> She she does actually. She's not. Oh that, no, Steve. She's not, she's not that person, but she. But she, she has the cut. Yeah, she has the cut. Okay, uh, like like blonde highlights on black or brown hair. Yeah, and and sort of the like I don't even know what kind of, how it's called, but she has that cut of hair. She's seventy, so she likes to kind of get her hair done and stuff like that. It's not as awesome. like pronounced as that, but she mm-hmm. definitely gets it done and stuff. And it's a little bit of a Karen. But she's not a Karen because she worked at Walmart for like 25 years. So she knows mm. she dealt with those. fucking. Oh, people. she knows. Yeah, she knows. My aunt's name is actually Karen. And okay. uh, but 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 she's very, very progressive on the edge of that. She works in like uh, um, she helps like kids and stuff and from broken homes and stuff. So oh, yeah, yeah. The, very, the, the two Karen people looking and sounding people in our lives aren't acting like Karen. So I yeah. think that, that that's good. Nice job. Nice job, Karen. <sighs> and mom. 
All right, we'll round out saying follow at Canada Game Devs on Twitter, at Canadian Game Devs on Facebook and Instagram. Join our Discord for hanging out and chats. Lots of cool, interesting conversations happening this past week and about game development and not game development. And uh, some cool people I, I enjoy talking to. And a and, politics uh, channel that is not toxic. Not yet. We keep saying it. Eventually we'll jinx it. But Yeah, no. Some, someday and then we just have just to close to, it and just delete the whole Discord. Someone's going to jump in there and just go yell mega and then just fucking ruin it. And then we just got to ban them. If you, if you ironically or unironically say mega in our Discord, I'm just going to ban you. Like, I, no, no problem with that. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Steve, people can find you on Twitter at Stephen L. Crane. Yep. And then Stephen L. Crane eight on instagram yeah i think and tiktok i think i don't know and tiktok but you don't post anything so don't follow him there don't encourage him i just lurk do you want to do you want to make a canadian game desk tiktok was i mentioned this last week and that's when you You did and then i just talked over it and i didn't realize till i I re-listened to the podcast when it was on youtube that i just talked over you you jerk canadian game desk tiktok we should just do it what would like we'd have to make specific vertical videos for it you know yeah let me do it really shittily and then when mm. it doesn't work, you could just come in and just be like, okay, that's how you fucking do this shit. I think I could see it like whenever we're playing a Canadian game, we do like from our phone, just a video of the screen. Like, hey, this is this game from this developer in this part. I, it does this, this. I like this, this. And then that's quick, like 30, 40 second and, impressions of Canadian games. And then play the Gooba like sound, song over it and stuff. <laughs> the what? The, <laughs> the Soviet Anthem? The 6-9 Gooba song or whatever. I don't know that one. Oh, it's the one where it's like, there's a couple one TikTok videos I do it where it's just like, are you dumb or stupid or dumb, huh? And then the, she's mad, you're mad, he's mad, I'm back. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard that one yet. I oh, dude, that's all over the place. Are you even TikToking anymore? My algorithm is finely tuned, Steve. I have a mix of like, somehow I have a mix of like lesbian, heavy lesbian content, Naruto stuff, baby Same stuff, thing. and like teenagers just posting random shit that's tiktok's that's, great everyone should get on tiktok <laughs> it's it's a wholesome way to end my day every day yeah I, I like it i i use it much more than just that at the end of the day by the way i'm watching the full playthrough of kung fu on nes it brings back so many good memories this game is so fucking dope i sent it to you you should kung fu on nes check it out it's a great game all right everyone have a great <laughs> week and uh we'll talk to you next time Ta-ta.